You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi he was in front of the mirror and he's like spread eagle looking at himself. And that's what boys do. And I'm like, okay, so I'm watching the dishes. He's like, hey, mom. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you want to come see my dick? (laughs) (laughs) My dick. And honestly, I was laughing so hard, but I was also so impressed. You're listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Ready? Yeah, ready. Oh, I totally missed. I totally missed. I totally missed. I was going to do a super impactful one. I totally missed. I literally hit my thumb and my pinky together. I could have broke my hand. And I broke my hand. Mm. I can't wait. (laughs) Slow motion. I cannot wait to see that. I need Jake to put that on the video. I guarantee the look of like... um, Pure embarrassment. Embarrassment that would have come on my face like instantly. You remember that last video Jake did where you're talking about Riley and you can just see he zooms in my face so perfectly. Oh I'm like, my oh, God. Fuck, I that don't was know where so this funny. going. Anyways, that was it. Ready? Okay, ready. No, I don't think we need to clap anymore. Please don't. Your face is killing me right now. Got it. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope that, oh, whole, I hope that oh. whole part is it's going to stay. We're not even going to take that out. Stay. They don't love you oh, like I love you. God. Okay, so. FYI, Cooper is home today. He's not feeling great. So if you hear a little small child come in at some point, just give us some grace here because we've managed. Grace not- Kelly. Grace, Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Kel John Lennon. That's a bomb ass <laughs> name, Yvonne. Uh, also, really quickly. Can I have your number? Yesterday I showed Riley the salad finger videos because she's always like, Mom, what's that from? And I showed it to her before bed. She which- says it because you're always like. My rest is yeah. Anyway, she's, you're good at that. I'm so good at that. Yeah. I literally would do it all the time. You're really good at that. I I thought I was, and then you did it, so I stopped doing it. <laughs> oh my. I'm here to inquire about the spoons. Yeah, you're and good. then there's like one where he's like, he's like caressing. He's like, <laughs> could I caress your rusty kettle? Ah. <laughs> Yeah, we get it. You're good at it. No, I just anyway. So I was showing Riley yesterday. I'm I'm totally. Fuck you. Gaslighter. I was showing Riley yesterday, and now she's she uh, 
so I, I put her to bed, right? And then I left to go wash my face. And then I had come back to come downstairs. And she's in her room. And I hear her being like, Hubert, come. <laughs> she's like practicing. Anyway, she's she wants to be like good at the accents too. Because she was trying to she's do She's surrounded stitch. by people who's constantly doing it. Constantly. Constantly doing it. You know, I have come to realize that if I think I'm good at an accent and I find someone who's better than me at that accent, mm-hmm. I legit stop doing that accent. <laughs> like rusty spoon salad finger was like, I did it all the time. Really? And then I met you and I'm like, this isn't my it's thing not anymore. For me. <laughs> it's no, like, well, why I would I, why that. would I, why would I try to be in a space where I'm going to do it? And you're probably going to be around and someone's gonna be like, Oh my God, Ostafi, that's awesome. And then you're gonna be like, uh, hold my beer and you're going to come in. <laughs> no, I get that. Like, I think is if I wasn't around by all means. Yeah. Like if you're not around and you're not in my space I would do it, but here, and you know what, maybe I wouldn't because I, if I knew that that person knew you right, and there was a chance that that person would say to you, Oh, I didn't know your husband was so funny. He did this rusty spoon oh, thing. I You'd be like, never. Oh, he did. Did he? No, I would not Hold do that. My beer. No, I would never do that. Hold to you. my rusty Stop. beer. I would never do that to you. Anyways. I do feel like, can you imagine if you're like, so someone starts talking about it and then you're like, Oh, I, I can do, wait a second. Do you know my wife? <laughs> she ever done this to you? Like you have to have like a pre-conversation before you do so, your impression. So here's the thing. We had this conversation uh, loosely, but I'm going to turn it from music to this. Okay. When you hear some, when you're at a party and you hear someone do something that you know you can do better. Give me an example. Like, like sing. Okay. Right. Like let's say for instance, you've got like you're by the fire and there's a fire pit and someone's got a guitar. Yeah. And you're like, do you sit there and you're like, "Mm, I should probably say something here or do you not? Um, I think that depends on the person. I personally would never, I think that you would come across as such an asshole, but I definitely know people who would be like, Jumping in on that. Okay, shit. so uh, l- l- maybe music music might be a little bit different because each person has got their flair. But let's say, for instance, like I do a good Water Boy imp- mm, impression, so right? good. And so let's say, for instance, someone's doing the Water Boy impression. Now, yep. if they're spot on, I back off. Right. But if they're not, do You're I like, do I do I join them? I think it's do one I of- join <laughs> them is the question. Okay, so I think that if you're with. A person who knows that you are amazing at that accent, it's kind of like their job, I would say, to be like, well, this is kind of an asshole thing to do, but like, oh my God, like I like say we were out somewhere and someone started doing Waterboy and it was like mediocre. I'd be like, that's great. I and then I would gently be like, Man, that's Ryan such a good it. movie. Ryan actually does a really good one too. Like you guys would get along. I wouldn't be like, yo, yeah. fuck you, that sucks. Ryan's so, so much what better. What you're saying is but what if you don't have your partner with you? Okay. You're just hoping that one of your friends is like, oh, do this. No, I think what I personally, if you are you asking what I would personally do? I'm asking, like, this is a legit question. If someone has a skill set that yeah. you have and their skill set is not the same as your skill set. And we're going to talk specific. It's not like, oh, uh, I see you're putting up that door. I'm a master carpenter. Yeah. Let me move I think aside. You just I'm talking like tread something at a party, loosely yeah. having a conversation. Someone does an impersonation. You know, you do that way better and like some of your friends know you do it way better do you do it or do you let someone say ryan mm-hmm. do that like water boy or ryan do arnie from what's eating Gilbert right. grape like do you wait for someone to do uh, don't make me sing i think don't make me sing hard. okay fine mostly you would probably be <laughs> 
party, you'd probably have friends there. I would, I would assume, right? So someone would say something, but in the case that you don't, I think that you would have to tread lightly. I think that you would give said person their spotlight, let them do their thing. I also think it's human nature to want to like find a sense of relatability and also include yourself. Cause you know, you're good at that. So I think that as long as you're not cutting them off and stealing their thunder, it would be okay to like maybe join in in some way. And it's so, it's, it's so, so specific. Weird. It is, but like worst case scenario, I don't know how this would ever happen. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you're at a party that you don't know anybody at I your partner's not there. <laughs> Your partner's not there. You've been invited to a party. The person who invited you to the party, you know, but you don't know any of their other colleagues. Right. One of their colleagues is shitty at an impersonation that you're really good at. Yeah. Do you then walk up to them and try to make friends with them and then, <sighs> but do the accent with them so that you can kind of like bounce. When you're a musician, yeah, you I can find it's easy. You can forth. go back and forth and you can be like, ha, 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 ha. and the other person be like, yo, bro, you can sing. And then you're like, yeah, right. let's go back and forth. And then you can kind of just find your tune. I find that it would be really difficult because you'd be like if, an you're the per- if you're the person like, well, I'll put myself in the other way. Like if I'm in the other person's right. shoes and I'm doing an accent, some guy comes up to me and, and hammers Bobby Boucher yeah. like Adam Sandler does. And he's got the facial expressions and everything. And I'm like, I'm now not going to yeah, do it. It's so hard. I don't know. I'm, I feel like, cause I'm picturing like if I'm at a party and somebody does like Jennifer Coolidge, I'd be like, fuck. I'm really good at that. I think it just depends on how good that person is. If that person's better than you, obviously you don't say anything. Don't just just shut up. If that person's like not great, I think you just have to be careful. I I think either way you're going to come across as an asshole if you do it, even if you want to like, like, is it that big of a deal? But it's your you thing. Need, but you need everyone to know at this party that you can be the water boy. You're the best version of Jennifer Coolidge. Like, is it that important? Or yeah. do you want everyone to be like, so now you also have to gauge the audience. Are people going to be like, holy shit, like that's so good. Or are they going to be like, okay, like we get it. You're good. You're and now, good and now you made this person look like a told donkey. Either way, either way, if people are like coming at you and be like, bro, that was the best thing I'd ever seen. Then the poor person who started it yeah. now is like, oh. I just don't know if that's worth it. I like, don't know. I like, think that what a strange conversation you to have. have to gauge your uh, your audience. Also, I, have I to, think it's a lose lose situation. But too. like, it's one of those things where it's like when you have a hidden, like a really really buried down deep right. hidden talents. Like like Bobby Boucher doesn't come out. So what everyone. about what about this? What about and like, especially like what's eating Gilbert Grape? That's an accent you <laughs> you literally need to know who your yeah. audience is before you start to become. But what about this? Arnie. What about if you're at the party, right? This person does their mediocre accent, and then an hour goes by. Okay, somebody brings something up, and then you chime in, and then people are like, "Holy shit!" Because then you've still given that person their fifteen minutes. And now you're also like, hey, I can also do this. Yeah, but I think that's better or worse. uh, I think it's worse because that one (laughs) that guy's gonna be like, dude, I just did that skit like half an hour ago. You're like, oh, you're trying to be me, bro. I literally (laughs) just did that skit a half an hour ago. Where were you then? Yeah. And then you're like, I was just trying to be polite. Yeah, that's because you're not very good at it, (laughs) right? Here's my, I know for, like I said, I know for a fact, if someone can do an accent yeah. better than I can, I just back off from the accent. It's not my accent anymore. Yeah. That's their accent. And yeah. in that group of people who I probably won't hang out with anymore because I want to do the accent to my friends and I want them to think that I'm good at it. Okay. Can I tell a quick story before we get into Did you do you something like annoying? this? No, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. So I had to call the school this morning to, uh, to tell them that Cooper, Cooper wasn't, wasn't coming. coming. Right. And so you have to say like reason for absence. I usually don't say, but 
um, I usually say, okay, so Cooper um, is going to be absent today, whatever. So I, I don't know why this happens, but I get so nervous because it's a voice recording. And then it's like, like at the tone, then you have to give your message, right? It's like, leave the teacher's name, the reason for absence and then whatever. So I'm like, I don't know. Every single time I, I call why. in, I know why I don't know what it is. I'm just why. like, am I going to fuck this up? I don't know. Like I'm a grown ass woman. And so I fumble my words <laughs> instead of saying Cooper is home and is going to be absent today. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I said, Cooper is home today and is absinthe. And I was like, what? Then I was like, no, absent, not absinthe. And I'm like, oh my God, I just left a voice message on the school, on the school voicemail saying that Cooper is home with absinthe, like the liquor. And so then I got in my own head about it. The green fairy. I I then started panicking and it wouldn't have been a big deal because I feel like you would barely able, would, would barely been able to understand that I said absinthe, but because I was in my own head, then I started fumbling every other word. I was just like, and he's in Miss Barbie's, Miss Barbo's class. And I just, Barbie Barbo. I just felt so dumb. Like, I'm like, can you just chill? It's a voice message recording, like calm down. So I teach sales. It's part of what we do. And we tell people don't even leave voice notes or Mm -hmm. voice messages anymore. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is, well, number one, people don't really listen to them, but we have, we have now become so accustomed to story sharing on uh, socials, knowing full well that if we mess up, we can just delete it. Right. And because we now know I can't delete this message. Mm-hmm. I have to get it right. The first There's time. this pressure that's on us to get it right. Yeah. And I say, just scrap it. Now, in this situation, you can't. You have to leave a message for the kids. So I, I totally get it. But I get into like this, like, oh, my God, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God, please answer the phone. I'd rather talk to somebody totally. than talk to an answering machine. And you're right. You know what it is for me? I keep forgetting that I'm almost 40. Like, I keep forgetting that I am <laughs> like, a parent. Honestly. When I call, it's like I'm calling the school to As like if I'm like 16 years yeah, old, like, trying to like skip class. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Ryan. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is Ryan's father, oh. Rick Ostafe. O S T O F E. Ryan oh will God. be absent from school today because he is sick. I know. Okay. I feel bad. I always I feel pressure. Even when I go to the principal to talk to the principal, I feel like. I've done something I know, wrong. It's so whack. Um, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm have, older than some of these people. <laughs> Most have, of these people now. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. 
And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. We have, uh, I love you and you're annoying, but real quick from the episode last week. So I had... um, a drink with my girlfriends on Saturday night. And I posted on Instagram, like Aperol mango spritz. It was so lovely. And I had a few people write me. First of all, the first person wrote me and they're like, so water. And I was like thinking that they thought it was just like a weak ass drink because like we blended mango and like maybe they weren't strong. And then two other people messaged me and I was like, oh my God, it's because of the Aperol spritz. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, that is so funny that you made that connection. But first I was like offended. I'm like, well, not everybody has the same palate as you, Rebecca. Like it's not water to me. It was stronger. I didn't say any of this just in my head. I was like, wow. (laughs) Okay. You thought they were talking shit and then what they were doing is relating back to the podcast. I I didn't say anything. I just left it. And then like, and then later I was like, oh my God, that is so funny. You know, I will say this, the, the podcast is such a cool space because when someone brings something up that we had on the podcast, we just have conversations. They're like 30 minute, 40 minute Mm -hmm. conversations. And then we go our separate ways. And I don't mean that like, and bye. (laughs) Our job here is done, but we've often forget about the things that we talk about. And then when someone brings it up, I'm like, wow, you were really listening. Like that's so sweet. That's like you were, you weren't just having it in your ear. Mm -hmm. You you were actually involved in the conversation and you listened to it. You think about it. If someone were to sit at a chair in front of you for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes and you weren't allowed to talk. Right. I wouldn't a lot listen. Of information. I wouldn't listen. I'd be like, mm, got it, bro. You'd be a really good therapist. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> my dog. <gasps> Talk about Cooper. Oh my God. I don't know if I should tell this. Say story. it. Okay. No, it's hilarious. Okay, okay, okay. It's hilarious. Because so, people need to know that when we, this thing here that we do is no different than what yes. we do as soon as we leave this room. So everybody knows that we always say the Paul Rudd impression from Wanderlust. But Cooper was changing the other day on the main floor and he was completely naked and he was in front of the mirror and he's like spread eagle looking at himself. And that's what boys do. And I'm like, okay, so I'm washing the dishes. He's like, hey, mom. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you want to come see my dick? (laughs) (laughs) My dick. 
honestly, I was laughing so hard, but I was also so impressed because he took that yeah. accent because we say it so often. For, it's from Wonderless. If you haven't seen it, where he's like, I'm, I'm going to put my dick, my dick in your... Anyways, we don't say the whole thing. Obviously. Like, this is terrible parenting. We don't say that part. Um, can you imagine if he just said the whole sentence? Yeah. Hey, mom, you want to come see my no. dick? In your no, job. <laughs> oh God, that just went the wrong way. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, it, I was Report crying, this crying, laughing because I was so impressed that he had like the accent and he was laughing. He loves to make people laugh. Like when you laugh at him, it is like it lights him up. And I relate to that so hard. When I was young, girl, and I still feel like young-ger. now I like girl. It's like this weird high when you make somebody laugh. And like you give that to them, it it makes me feel so good. Robin inside. Williams, Robin Williams, super sad story. Mm. But Robin Williams said he he said something one time and it made his mom laugh. Yeah, and he said I was addicted yes. to that for the rest of my life. I All I ever wanted to do was make her laugh because. He said, like, you think about it, and we talked about this all the time. This is the whole foundation of our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like laughter is the most expressed you can possibly be without yeah. being naked. Yeah. Like, and it just feels so validating to be like, oh, I did that. Like, I gave that I to somebody. That I made that person laugh. laugh. Okay, we really got to get into this. We've oh, got a lot, wow. to, got a lot to talk been... about. You know what? I don't even want to talk about I love you and you're annoying because I feel like we're in a good space and I don't. we don't need to go there. Thanks. Unless you really want to. <laughs> No. Anyways. I cut my hand on the weekend and you didn't ask if I wanted a Band-Aid. That annoyed me. Brian cut his hand because he punched a hole in the ceiling. So you don't get a Band-Aid. You can bleed out. Speaking of. I fell into the ceiling. No, you did not. <laughs> really? Well, like Gravity? Jumped. Okay. No, like I jumped. We also watched. I, I, did a, I did a Super Mario through the ceiling. Really quickly before we get into it, because we're talking about no good deeds and we have some like really good stories, but we watched um, A Knock at the Cabin. Um, oh yeah. Yesterday. And like, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's with John, it's with Batista. And like, it was based on a book and I remember reading about the book. So the book has a completely different ending than the movie. Don't give away the ending. I'm not going to. Um, but it was like, it, it was a disappointing movie because I feel like nothing really happened. Do you know what I mean? Like I thought there was going to be like a twist or something, but at the same time, it was a huge conversation. It was a huge conversation because it was like, well, what would you do in this scenario? And I think that we would be the exact same, like as the parents they chose. Essentially, the premise is these um, this family. It's two dads and their daughter who is going to be eight. They have a vacation at this cabin in the woods. All of a sudden. Batista and three other people approach the little girl and they're like, basically, we have to make a really terrible decision. We're so sorry. They're so kind. So it's super weird. And so the girl runs away and they come in and they essentially say, listen, I know this is going to sound whack, but we are about, (laughs) obviously I'm paraphrasing. We are sent here. We didn't know who was going to be in this cabin, but we are trying to stop the apocalypse and you have to make a choice. Between the three of you, you need to decide one of you needs to die and you need to kill that person. This person cannot commit suicide. It can't be an accident. And we can't do it. And we can't do it. We cannot hurt you. And so obviously the family's like, you are delusional. You're going through some sort of psychosis. But the, the situation is, is like, there's a time limit. And they're like, if you don't make these choices, we're giving you multiple opportunities. We 
have to make like some a something we have to have a sacrifice right so they one by one they have they ask them if they if they want to make the choice and then if they don't one of these four people have die. to die the other person like the other three kill them so you're but, watching these four yes. strangers come to your house tell you that if you don't kill one of your family members and you collectively agree which yes. is that family member then one by one they die and, and after, when they're done dying the whole world it's like over. it starts and it starts the apocalypse except for the family. So there are four things that start happening. Like there's tsunamis and there are plagues. And so what happens is it's like they'll turn on the TV and there'll be all these news reportings and they're trying to be like, listen, we're not making this up. We know it sounds crazy. But then your your realistic and practical brain, if you're the family, you're like you plant. This is not live. You pre-recorded this. Like there are so many things. And it was just a very interesting conversation because like we said the same thing. There's zero percent chance. I'd be like, hey, well, I'm going to we're going to vote you until it's too late, until there's so much proof. And you clearly see that the world is ending. And now they're all dead. Like if they they all make these choices and now you're like, OK, well, I guess we have to figure this out. They weren't lying. Yeah. And then they end up killing so, somebody anyways. And you're like, we should we could have made this decision and saved millions. But do, would you make you that know. decision? You, you wouldn't. Know. You would never do that. Anyway. So good movie, boring movie yeah. in terms of it's like. It's not boring. It, it's just like you're thinking something else is going to happen like a twist. And then it doesn't. No. Yeah. And so it's like it's like that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's buried the whole time. Yes, now that buried. movie bothered me. Buried. It pissed me off. That movie gave me anxiety. this movie. This movie created such a cool dialogue for us to have last night. Yeah. Uh, which we did have. And yeah. now we know um, it's me. I get to die. <laughs> so. That should come as no surprise. Okay. No good deeds. No good deeds. Yes. No good deeds. This is the classic conversation. No good deeds goes unpunished. Basically, <laughs> you make. Want to say that again? No good deed goes unpunished. Okay. I, I pluralized deeds. Yeah. No good deed goes. <laughs> goes. No good deed goes unpunished. No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. You do something kind. That just gets just. Try you, it again. You are to try it again. No good deed goes unpunished. Okay. You you Beep. wanted me to screw up so yeah. bad again. Beep. You do something kind. You, the universe throws something crappy your way, and you're like, God damn it! Just to be clear, I actually hate, hate, this, hate saying. this saying. Yeah, I hate this saying. As someone who as someone who believes you do good things to do good yeah. things, I hate this saying because I I. I true truly believe mm -hmm. that this is not true well i read something when we were looking this up and the guy was like it's actually not a real thing it's just somebody's way of justifying like well if i didn't do this nice thing this wouldn't have happened it's just like a weird twist of fate yeah and like if you didn't do this nice thing would this crappy thing still have happened maybe maybe but you're you're connecting the good deed and saying well i did this and now i met with evil like it's like there's a whole thing Anyways. i'm a, I'm a big I'm a big yes. karma, positive vibes, put them out there, get them back. Are bad things going to happen to you? Yes, they are. But they're not going to happen because you did something good. Let's talk about anyways. Let's talk about the, like the funny stuff. Let's yeah. do the funny stuff. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, uh, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Because yes. I know you got a couple of stories that are pretty heavy. Yeah. We went we went to the well here and reached out and grabbed some information. Oh, by the way. Yes. Please we, send them in because we're going to do a bunch in. of skits. We're going to turn these into skits. I think they'll be funny. Yeah. We're going to turn these into skits on our platform. So please send us your no good deeds, go unpunished mm-hmm. stories. They can if be they simple, can be humorous, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. If they're not, don't bother. Because honestly, I just don't, I don't know if like that's going to be the vibe that we're going for. Well, you can send them to us and we might read them without anonymously read them on mm-hmm. another uh, sure. on another podcast because they do they bring up some really yeah, good things that's true no but, i just mean for for the um yes the skits, for the skits. Yes. but here's so here are some scenarios that yes. i that i think is hilarious because and everybody goes we talked them. about this it's like it's like you you consciously decide i'm going to be a good person here and yeah. you're going to benefit from it and then in a millisecond, you go from being super, super pleasant and super, super nice to, like, to in your head, cool. screaming as loud as you can possibly scream. And yep. I can tell you, for me, there is no better example that when I'm in a car and I'm at an intersection and I'm at the front of the intersection, it's lights, me, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Behind me is a car that wants to turn right. I can see Classic. that they've, I can see that they've positioned their car slightly to the one side of my car, hoping that they can sneak through it. Mm -hmm. And I know they can't. So I look and I say, okay, wow, this might take some time. I've got enough room to move up. Yeah. And if I move up, they can probably skirt around me. So I do. Now I'm in the intersection. I have put myself in harm's way. Not only have I put myself in harm's way, but I have now crossed the the line. Pedestrian. The pedestrian crosswalk. crosswalk. So if a police officer came and saw that I was in the intersection blocking a pedestrian crossway, I would get a ticket. Yeah. And that mother doesn't wave and say thank you. It's the actual most piss off. Like... Really, it takes two seconds because you got to look that way because you're turning you right. You have to look so you left. You have to look at them. You can't just do even if your hands are on the steering wheel. Steering wheel. You can't just do one a like a little flip up. Fuck you. Like I cannot stand when people don't do that. It's like the most simple gesture, and you just you just don't. You've literally gone out of your way. So what started this? Actually, yeah, this is a really good example. So what started this is I saw a video this morning with ice tea. Ice tea. Ice Cube? Ice, ice tea. tea. Yeah. No, Ice Tea. Am I saying that? Is, is his know. name Ice Tea? I don't know. He's in Law and Order now. Ice Cube. No, Ice Cube is no. Ice Cube is not. Yes, it is. No. It's Ice Cube. No, Ice Cube's not in Law and yes, Order. It's Ice Tea. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's Anyways, Ice Cube. Anyways, I think it was Ice Tea. No. But is that just a drink or is that actually a... a ice Tea. Ice Tea. <laughs> ice Tea. Like, there you go. Thank you very much. Just the letter T. So Ice Tea was saying, and I, again, I don't know who agree with this. Ice Cube? Ice Cube was in from uh, NWA. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyways. So, well, anyway, this is embarrassing. So he said, <laughs> he was saying on this podcast that I saw on Instagram, he said, when you say yes, you are making someone else's problem your problem. And his example was, if you said, Brittany, if you said to me, let's say we weren't married and you said, Hey Ryan, I got to go to the airport on Thursday. I got to be there for 7am. Would you mind driving me? Mm -hmm. I would say yes. And as soon as I say yes, now I need to make sure that I wake up on time. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I get out of the door on time. I need to make sure that my car has gas. You need to reorganize your morning. Say you have kids, say you have whatever, like you are planning around somebody else's issue someone else's issue you're solving and it's now your problem yeah. and if i showed up five minutes late for you you're pissed you're pissed at me i know and it's so whack you're like i'm literally coming for you and i get it because part of it is like hey you said yes to this i am counting on you and i'm a fr i'm frustrated now because you're late which makes me late and so i understand both yeah so sides. his point his point was it's okay to say no sometimes because there's no stress in your life. And now there is stress in your life. Mm -hmm. It's way worse when you have to pick someone up from the airport because now you have to, you have to look at the, the, yeah. the flights to your make sure that they're in on time. You got to make sure that the traffic is the way that the traffic's supposed to be. Yeah. Your whole day now is revolving around that person's schedule. And when they show up now, you get there early. They got to get to go through the bags. And sometimes they get the bags and they grab the bags and they're out there really yeah. super, super quickly. And they're sitting there waiting for you. And sometimes. It's and not. they're like, what took you so long? Pardon me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, this is where the whole no good deeds conversation started to come in. So let's go through some of these, these uh, scenarios. Mm -hmm. Why don't you? Also, oh. I can't stand when you uh, hold the door for someone and Canadians are so like for this, if you're holding the door and sometimes it's awkward, like <laughs> when you, when they're too far to hold the door, but they're, they're like, you still feel like they could come. And so it's weird because you're like holding it and then they just slowly walk and you're like, okay, I'm holding this door for you. You see that I'm, you see I'm holding this door yeah, for you. And then they don't say thank you. Or like when you're leaving and say you have a whole bunch of shopping bags and like you kind of like pretzel your body around so that you can like let them out and they don't say thank you. Or you're leaving a store and then somebody comes in as you as you open the door before you leave. Fuck. Or the elevator. The elevator is the worst. Oh, I hate the elevator. God, we've talked about the elevator. When you're in the it's elevator, elevator etiquette. you have the right to get out of the elevator first. Let the person out. All we're asking for, guys, is a thank you and an expedited. If, I, if I'm at a crosswalk and you and your kids are walking across the street and I wave you through, just pick up this. Pick up the pace. Yeah. Teach your children to pick up the pace. Pick up the when pace. When I'm with our kids and we're crossing the street or come going on, across the street, on. I'm yeah. like, all right, guys, let's let's go. These people are waiting for us. We're for not sure. going to hold their schedule up because we think we can. Right. If they're letting us through, we're going to go a little bit quicker. When I'm on like a morning walk and someone's like there, I jog across mm -hmm. the street. Someone's like getting I'm attacked like, no, by go. a dog. They're like, no, really go, go, go. Coming. Okay. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. So these are some stories. They're real scenarios. They're not very funny. These aren't funny. They're not funny. They're kind of just like, oh my God, as if that happened. Okay. So 
Paul Gaylord lives in Cascade Mountains of Oregon. In, 20, in 2014, his cat Charlie went missing into the wilderness for several days. When Charlie finally returned, Paul found him lying on the back porch. The cat's face was swollen and he had trouble breathing. Paul could tell that he was choking, so he opened the cat's mouth to see that a dead, rotting mouse was lodged in his throat. Ooh. He went to remove it and the cat reacted by biting down on his hand, breaking the skin. Paul saved Charlie's life, but the victory was only temporary because the cat was clearly sick. Two days later, Paul began to feel flu-like symptoms at work. His skin turned gray and the glands under his arms were swollen to the size of lemons. He was rushed to the hospital and diagnosed with a bubonic plague. Oh my God. It's not funny. What? His lungs collapsed and his heart stopped. He was in a coma for nearly a month. He eventually pulled through, but the good deed of saving his cat caused him to contact one of the deadliest illnesses known to mankind. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, fuck you, Charlie. I almost died from the bubonic plague. So you, one of the only car accidents you've ever been in was to avoid a cat, yes. right? I didn't want to. It was a kitten. A kitten. Yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, I didn't, unless it's a kid or a human being. Yeah, I'd hope so. D- don't, don't run in I front know, of my car. I know, and it's so much easier said than done. Like your first reaction, obviously, is to be like, shit, I don't want to hit this thing. But then there's like a whole compounding snowball effect. Like maybe you're skidding. Speaking of car accidents, this next one. Yeah, that sucks. I know. Okay, so I one, haven't heard these, by the way. One night in 2016, a car spun on ice and crashed on a bridge uh, that's over a river. Do good or Stephen... Erasmus, that's not his name, Erasmus. Okay, okay, good. Good job, okay. buddy. Okay, sorry. One fall night in 2016, a car spun on ice and crashed on a bridge over the Snake River that connects Idaho and Oregon. Do-gooder Stephen Aerosmith was on his way home to see his newborn daughter when he parked his vehicle behind the crash and got out to see if the driver was okay. A third car approached the two vehicles parked on the bridge and it lost control too. The Hyundai crashed into Stephen's SUV, which pushed him over the edge of the bridge. Stephen fell 15 meters from the bridge into the freezing river. His leg was broken, but he managed to swim to an island in the river and pull himself out. He began screaming for help and eventually he was rescued. But like, can you imagine you came to this accident? See if you're okay. You then get violently whipped over the edge of a bridge. Just because you wanted to make sure. Just because you're being a nice person. During an interview, Stephen wow. says that he is grateful that he fell because otherwise his body would have been crushed by the cars and he would be dead. He'd be dead. It's crazy, girl. Wow. I know. Isn't that wild? You see these all the time. Like people go to rescue a dog in in like freezing cold water. Yes, and, they and then the they like get hypothermia. And they die. I know. It's so, those are such tragic stories. You're like, how did they die? And you're like, well... <laughs> And and it's hard not to go to the no good deed goes unpunished situation because it's almost like a weird way for human beings to like validate. Not doing something. Yeah. I don't know. It's so strange. Okay. This one's kind of funny, but also not funny. Okay. In July, 2017, construction workers in Queensland, Australia showed up to work only to find that a kangaroo had gotten stuck in the mud. The mud was acting like quicksand, sucking the animal down so deep that it couldn't escape. One of the construction workers, Guy Nixon, pulled out his cell phone to capture the rescue efforts. Ethan Thompson rescued the roo together with his co-workers by using a long broom to pull its body closer to the edge of the shoreline, and then a few of men, few of the men pulled its body out of the mud. While this was a wonderful thing for Ethan to do, the kangaroo sure didn't seem to appreciate it. <laughs> as soon as the kangaroo is free from the mud, 
The traumatized animal punched Ethan in the face. (laughs) It continued to try to box the rest of the construction crew before it hopped off ungratefully into the bush. I hear they're very aggressive. They are, but you know what? It's funny because you can see you can literally go on to Instagram or any one of these like YouTube, and you can see animals not being grateful for being rescued all the time. I know animals get stuck in fences. All the time, guys cut them out. Like literally, their hands are bleeding trying to cut these things out. The uh, the the uh, cows or whatever just come back and give them big old hoof from behind. I know. It's wild. Now I just saw I just saw something which was like very traumatic on uh, Instagram. It's all over the place right now. People are talking about it left, right, and center. They're talking about it from like three different perspectives. Okay. So I can't remember what country it was, but there was a Russian who was living in this country who was out frolicking in the ocean by himself and got attacked by a tiger shark. Did you see this? Oh no, you told me about this. It's it's so traumatic because the person who's on the beach, it sounds like a it sounds like there's a female talking. So you assume that she's the one that's, uh, that's actually recording. This woman's recording this whole thing happening. Right. And it's, she's like literally centered this thing. So this guy's swimming, you see that you see that he gets hit by this shark. You can see the fin going up and there's this like wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And then all of a sudden you see a bunch of blood come out. Oh my God. And she's recording. She's recording this whole thing. Right. And so, and so the guy escapes and you can see that there's a a significant space between him and the tiger shark. Yeah. Um, and then, so you think he's going to like come to shore and then the tiger shark comes back at him and that you can see them wrestling the tiger sharks, uh, dorsal fin, but like tail is like flipping all over the place. Like he's attacking him and you can see that he gets him right on like the shoulder and then all of a sudden the guy goes down and never comes back up. Oh my God. So this, and then like literally four seconds later, a boat comes. This is what I, I struggle with because number one, so everyone's up in arms that they were kept recording. Right. Well, what are they going to do? But that's what Swim I'm going to say. What are you going to like? If you saw that someone was being attacked by a tiger shark or a great white shark, like you're talking about something that is Listen, thousands of pounds and like. 10, 15 feet Unless long. it's my child, I'm not coming for you. Like, I think it's just maternal, paternal instinct. Like, it wouldn't make sense When to you go see out, a shark, you get out of the water. But, like, if it's my kid, I would be, like, ready to punch the shark in but the it, face so, and the eyes. You just would. But unless you're my kid... I'm sorry. So everyone's up up in arms because number one, the boat didn't get there fast. Like the boat came and didn't look like it was urgently coming there. People from the beach didn't come running out to save this guy. The person kept recording it. And it's like, it was almost like humanity was just staring at this man suffering and doing nothing about it, but recording it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I struggle with it because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I probably, I probably would have gone. And try to save them. Really? I probably would have. And I don't, it's, and when I look at it now, it's some, probably the stupidest thing I could do is to go save him and then put myself in, in danger. No good deed. But the idea of a shark trying to take on two people, sharks don't do that. They don't, they don't want to do that. Right. But you're also in their territory. But, and here's where it gets really bad because animal uh, rights activists are losing their mind and rightfully so because they found the shark and they killed the shark. Are you kidding? No. I Like, I'm sorry. That's so messed up because I, I, I understand too, like if, you, if I'm the family of this person that died, maybe this is just a personal thing. I would not be like, fuck this shark. Like we're in their what home. What did the shark do wrong? It thought it was food, whatever. But like the fact that they went, how do they know what shark it is? I 
maybe the shark was tagged. I have no idea. No, I have no idea I feel like how they that, know. That part's made up. It's I not made like, up. You can look at it right now. Like, oh, did, you, did the internet tell you? <laughs> baby, it's all over the internet. Just that, look that it up. That makes no sense to me. Like, how would they know what shark it is? I, I don't know. I just said to you. I, I don't, don't know about know. that. Sometimes people have fake news They about found that. the shark. They've killed the shark. They have the shark. That makes no sense. Well, maybe they found body parts in the shark's stomach. I don't know, but they found the shark. They killed the shark. The shark is no longer on this planet anymore. That's ridiculous. And people are losing their mind. For, rightly, rightfully so. so. It's like, wait a second. He's a predatory animal. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. I saw this other video. So, you know, African lion safari. Yeah. Well, there's many African lion safaris around the world, but in a, where it we is, live, it's yeah. African lion safari. It's like a zoo. There is... There is this woman who is clearly in an argument with her husband. She gets out of the car, walks to the other side of the car and is yelling at him. He opens the door to say, like, get back in the car. And a tiger grabs her and pulls her and like she's gone. Gone. At, at our African Lion Safari? No, no, no. This oh my was God, not you can't Afri- get out of the car. This was not our African. Okay. Like, our African Lion Safari doesn't have tigers. They have lions. Yes. Um, so this was in like you... You are driving in you this space. Out of your car? I think people think oh sometimes when they're God. at a zoo or they're at one of these enclosures, I think they think that these animals aren't real. Well, it goes back to that whole um remember when that child fell over into the gorilla thing or something happened and then that gorilla was like dragging the child yeah. in the pen and then they killed the gorilla? Yeah. Why'd you kill the gorilla? I mean, I don't know, that's hard too because it's a child. Like if if a gorilla had my child in the pen and my child fell over, I would be they like... They didn't kill the gorilla while the kid was being beaten up. They yeah, killed I it after so. the fact. No, I think they shot it at it like while they... Oh, while well, they, if yeah, that's the that's case, different. I would have too. Yeah. I would have too. I, you might be right though, because I think there was something about that as well, like afterwards, which makes zero sense. Anyways. What an idiot. Who yeah. gets out of the car in a safari? I, I, I honestly think people don't think... Well, like, let's just take this, a selfie. This is a real life animal. With this tiger. Oh my God. Yeah, you can see it. She, It just comes and it's like of one course. of those, wham, with the right hand just grabs and pulls and then the teeth come in and just drags it away. And it happened like, boom, oh in an instant. Oh my God, what? And here's the craziest thing. Here's the craziest thing. So then people run out. So you can see like the, it, again, it wasn't African lion safari. Yeah, so I don't want to say. Something like yeah, that. Okay. Like a place. It's like the only thing I know. It's sure. like a, an outdoor zoo, but you're in your car. Sure. The, uh, the big truck comes in to go after the tiger, to grab the tiger. Yeah. But this woman's kid gets oh, out of the no. car to, to run after them. And the, and the husband runs after them. And I'm sitting here thinking, there's more than one tiger. Are you guys? You guys are in a tiger demented? exhibit. What do you mean? I think people don't realize oh. that these are real life animals. And with this shark, his, his job is to swim around and eat. That's how he stays alive. You're in his area. I, like, I'm sorry. That's so dumb. Like, <laughs> like, that's so dumb. I know. How did your wife, how did she die? Well, we were on a safari and she decided to get out of the car. And Timmy the tiger did not like that. So he swiped her. Swiper, no swiping. You know, and oh my you, God. See, you see them at wow. the, these like African lion safaris, like the like in Africa, these actual safaris, yeah. you see them all the time. There's one where this like cheetah jumps on top of the roof of the of the car and everyone's taking photos of it. Like you, I There's would quite literally I never do that. Like, But I'm like, you realize that when you, I think when you are, in an exhibit or mm. when you are on a safari and you have a guide, there's something about you that thinks this is not real. This is like 
going to Jurassic Park. I literally could would never do those safaris. Like you're going into their territory. You have to sign a waiver, obviously. But it's like, you know those videos of um the hippos in the boats? Yeah. Those are terrifying. Absolutely. So say you say they lose gas. Say you hit a rock. Then yeah. what? You're fucked. Like Buddy Bumpkins, you dead, Buddy Bumpkins. That hippo got dinner tonight. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, no good deeds go unpunished. Now, we're not suggesting you don't do good deeds. Yeah. In fact, we're suggesting you do good deeds. But if you're on the receiving end of a good deed, this is, I think this is the takeaway. Yeah. If you're on the receiving end of a good deed, say thank you. Yeah. And if you happen to be walking while this is happening, just pick up the pace. Yeah. And I, I think if something happens and you are the deed doer and something negative comes of it, maybe just try not to have the universe like explode on you. Find humor in it, unless it's like not humorous and somebody dies. But I think it's like one of those things where it's like, I got, listen to what happened to me. Then you tell the story and then you're like, and then this, like try to find some humor in it because the universe isn't trying to attack you. Just do nice things and be grateful. And thank you for doing nice things. Thank you. Thank you for doing nice things. That's the nice thing to do. Anyways, this was lovely. Yeah. Peace out. (laughs) A-Town. Boop, 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 boop. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.